You're listening to the 405 Podcast. My name is Ken Grandpierre, and this talk is with Sweet Crude. They're a band from New Orleans who plays music in a way that's nearly indescribable. The music of Sweet Crude is colorful, full of percussions, a love of the French language, and honestly, just a lot of fun. This talk happened right before they hit the stage at our Brooklyn Bowl in New York City to open up for the brilliant Take in the Bangas. It was a fantastic night and honestly such a fitting bill. But you know what, let's just jump right into this talk with the whole band, might I add. This is the 405 Podcast with Sweet Crude. Enjoy. Crude in Brooklyn. Thanks for sitting with me. Hey. Uh, Thanks, Ryan. Uh, no, thank you. Uh, I saw you. I saw you and met you for the first time last Sunday, and that was a lot of fun. I was telling some of you that, but um, yeah, it was really fucking fantastic. And you guys here in Brooklyn again to open up for Take on the Bangles. How you guys feel about the show coming tonight? So excited. Uh, yeah. We've well, been thinking uh, about this one for a while. Are looking forward to this. Yeah. One for a while. Yeah. Basically, the last two months of our our run, we've just been looking forward to this show in particular. Yeah. What do you think that, uh, what's like, what's brought, made the excitement towards that? Because I think we talked a little bit before about like how there's like people from New Orleans who will come to see other New Orleans acts. Do you think that has something to do with it? Yeah, I think that's it. Um, the, we've played Brooklyn Bowl before, so we know what to expect, and we it's one of our favorite venues in the whole world. Um, and and it's, it's really fun to be in Tang in the Bangas orbit right now because yeah. they have so much hype going on, so it's really yeah. cool to just uh, be in the periphery of that. Yeah. Uh, and, um, in equal, like separately, we each have a pretty decent New York following. So yeah. when we combine forces, some magical things will happen. It's like a proper army, yeah. yeah. Like I'm used to, like we're sitting here in Brooklyn Bowl for people who are listening, and something that I'm used to with this venue is that's a lot of fun. We usually you'll deal with people who come in like super, like either like come in maybe 20 or 30 minutes before the act goes on, or like right when they come on. It's rare to see people luck queue up outside, and it's like, <laughs> oh shit, there's people who actually are really pumped for tonight. Yay! Yeah. Well, we're equally, equally as pumped. <laughs> 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 uh, it's probably like a bit of a cliche question, but I want to ask a different variation of it because you guys have been on the road with them for quite a bit, and I wonder like how this run is different from previous tours you guys have gone on. Like, what have you kind of felt like you've been experiencing differently? In the past, we've generally, uh, for one reason or another, been the headlining act, <laughs> and so this has been our first experience being the support act uh, to a band that's got a lot of amazing uh, press and energy behind them. Um, so we haven't ever done that before. We've either, it's either been, um, we've gone from city to city where we've been on a bill, or we've headlined, or we've toured with someone supporting us. Yeah. But we've never been the support act, so it's a really, it's a really amazing and humbling experience. Yeah, and we, we also enjoy kind of being the hype men or ladies before uh, the sh- before Tank gets up there. We can kind of get them really excited, and yeah. hopefully with our music, but then also just like, you know, verbally get them pumped oh, for the yeah. show. The workflow is very different when you're an opening band too. Uh, you you have sort of a different set of priorities and you have a different uh, different order of operations, and so it really um, it really is is a point where you can actually relax a little bit more. Uh, so show wise, we're much much more relaxed, uh, which is which is a really really actually a fun thing. It's like somebody, almost like somebody else is driving the bus. That's really cool, actually. Yeah, and with you, what you brought up uh, just quite a bit about like how you guys have done previous tours, and you guys have toured quite a bit. I feel like the best thing about that is that naturally it'd be a lot of word of mouth surrounding you guys. Like people would come to your shows and be really excited about you. So 
I mean, have you guys noticed that over the years? Like, kind of repeated, like, uh, visitors, people coming to your shows, like, people you recognize? Yeah, we yeah. definitely have some loyal fans out there that will drive and, uh, and drive to shows from all over. Um, but, but this is also, we, we need to mention that we, because we're on tour with Tank, like, we're making a lot of new fans. Yeah. And that's amazing, you know? Yeah. So. But yeah, we, we've been on the road for... A considerable amount of time, yeah. Like we we've bounced into New York specifically and all over the country uh, for a few several years now. Uh, so yeah, it's been really great. We're finally starting to recognize people every time we come to a any city. Yeah. People that we really met cool. in those cities, which is you know a lot of times New Orleans casts a large shadow, and we you know there's a lot of New Orleans people everywhere. Yeah. But uh, it's really cool to like get to know people who have not even been to New Orleans. People have like no context for it, and like you might even be like the first kind of like introduction to it in a weird yeah. way. Yeah, and then yeah. you and then you get to know them, and they become your friends, and that's that's a really cool thing, and it's one of those one of those one of many ways that music definitely brings people together. You know, I love that you brought that up just now about New Orleans casting a bit of a shadow, because when I first heard your music, I think I want to say it was about three or four months ago, uh, and actually I knew you guys were from New Orleans from reading about you before I heard your music, but I felt what was cool is that there is that style and that fixture there, but I feel like there's so much more stuff going on, which I thought was really refreshing in a lot of ways. Thank you. Right, we, we, try, we definitely embrace our New Orleans-ness, but, you know, we don't try to beat anyone over the head with it. Um, and it's just uh, it's something it's a little feather in our cap, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and it's something that has influenced us, whether we like it or not. So it's fun when it comes out a little bit in the music. Yeah, and I feel the. I mean, you've guys probably heard this loads of times. But I feel the live show is such a good representation of that because when I was watching at Prospect Park a couple of days ago, something that really blew my mind away was how each song definitely had a sweet, crude sound to it, like a definite, definite style. But each one was so radically different. Like, I really found myself latching on to little nuances of the differences of each song, where I was like, okay, this song's a bit more percussion-based, this might be a bit more guitar-based, and this vocal's different here, and it's just like, does that guy blow your, your mind? Because as a listener, it's kind of crazy that so many sounds could work in a set and work together. <laughs> yeah, well, and when you have a weird batch of instruments, you can do anything you want, and all of it sounds, like, sort of cohesive. But uh, that's, you know, variety is the spice of life. So, like, and we, we, we add that into our music, too, and make sure that, like, like even within a song, I mean, like uh, we make sure that there are dynamics and there's variety and there's colorful sounds, and um, we get the reputation for being a really colorful band. Even when we're all wearing black and white one day, <laughs> it's just like sonically, it's sparkly, and we that's we we go for that. Is that something that all you guys like about your band, like that element to it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think so. Um, it's it makes it more challenging too, you know, like the way the setup we have. Um, and we kind of we're all music nerds and we all went to school for it so we, we can we can get bored quickly so it, that also has to do with like the weird arrangements because you know we might go okay well I'm getting bored with this chorus let's do a bridge that's completely different or you know whatever it may be um, so I think as a unit we we're we all we're always striving to not even get bored as the writer well, so the audience then doesn't either actually i know that you guys are all like music nerds where do all you guys go if you want to do a sound off like in school? <laughs> uh, uh loyola <laughs> new orleans yeah loyola new orleans yeah southeastern South louisiana oh, university Yeah, much, uh, 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 we got two more Loyola universities. Yeah, a significant amount of us went to Loyola. Well, 
Everybody but me and Skylar, Skylar went to, and I went to the same one. What I think is really cool about that, though, is I've been used to my life, uh, I know a fair amount of people went to, like, who, who uh, went to school for music, and so then I found when they, like, would make their own music or try to join bands is there'd be, like, a bit of an internal conflict of them where they would have to battle between what they learn versus what they want to do. But I feel when I listen to your band, which is really interesting about that, is it feels like there's, like, almost no rules. Like, it's like you guys don't want to feel adhered to, like, like a very uh, typical structure of what a song could be. Yeah, one of the things that musical music school taught us is that uh, we don't have to play our instruments that we went to school for. Uh, like, uh, I went to school for saxophone. I got a degree in saxophone and I play bass. And Skylar got a degree in trumpet. He plays piano. And Jack went to school for cello and he plays piano now. Like, we a bunch of us just, we're like, oh, well, we could just do anything now. We're like, whatever. It's like, we're, yeah, it's all, it's all the same notes. It's all notes. But, but then, you know, and a lot of us, like, and, and you know, the, writing music is sometimes, it's one of those things that we like to say. It just comes to people. And it's just a natural talent or whatever. But it, it really, like, we've gone out of our way to challenge ourselves to do weird things and challenge ourselves to go outside of the box. When we started this band, none of us actually had concrete instruments that we were planning to play. Um, we expected to, to do lots of different things. And so we went into this uh, saying, okay, let's forget everything and rebuild it. Wow. And, and so, um, but you know, as classical, as a classical musician, like, <laughs> you know, there's certain rules that I know to follow and there's certain rules I know to not follow. But then, you know, as a rock musician, I have to do the opposite. And so for a lot of us, it's like a balancing act of like, it, it's not a question of what rules can you break. It's like, or it's, it's not like, it's it's about like what rules, knowing what the rules are, so you can break them properly. I like that. I like that a lot, and I also love the fact that you brought up um, like when you started the band, how that was because something I feel like um, a feeling that definitely comes across in your songs when I was listening to it is that they do sound very communal, and it also makes me think that maybe within recording them, everything could go. Does it feel that way when you guys are in the studio, like? How any you could all pick up a random instrument. It doesn't matter in terms of how it's going to contribute. Yeah, to Jack recorded most of my parts. <laughs> <laughs> That's on vocal record now. <laughs> Skyler had not actually even in this band. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, we we record. You know, we we like to record all in one room. We like to mess around and not leave any stone unturned. And um, yeah, when we came together as a band, like Jack said, we we didn't have set instruments that we were definitely going to play. We just knew that there was going to be a lot of drums and a lot of singing, and we just took it from there. So, um, yeah, when we're in the studio, it's like we, we don't, there are no rules really, and we all sing together and sing on top of each other and play different instruments, and then, you know, we kind of uh, recombobulate it live. That sounds fantastic. I love that. And, you know, going back to the live show that I saw, um, there were, I think, one or two songs that you guys performed in French. Uh, something that tickled me a lot watching that is I, I grew up in a French household where French and Creole were being spoken and, uh, and something that's really big with that is that it gets being over your head about how French could, my, my mom, she, she would love saying this, how French is like the proper language or how there's like so many rules of doing it and I remember watching you guys, I was thinking you should probably get like quite an internal kick seeing you guys bending the language a bit yeah, or just yeah. Yeah. applying it to yourself. I'm curious though watching that, like hearing and watching that, do you guys feel personally uh, from singing that, do you feel there's things you can emote or get across with French that you can in English? Oh, or? hell yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, school me. I'd like, school the world. The world well, I'll tell you, if you want to be fancy. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, lots of things sound way prettier in French. Uh, I'll say that. But, um, it's, but yeah, I mean, there's there are things you can definitely say in, in French than 
that that just sound different in English, and we also have a lot of fun trying to rhyme because we do it both in English and French, unless yeah. it's a, a whole French song. But it's really fun to like try to rhyme things together because it happens, and when it happens, it's like a light bulb going off. You know, it's like, oh, we did it. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I, I think to answer the question, it's like, yes, you can say a lot of different and, and more things in, in a different language. I, I would like that, that too because I'm the baby of the band, I'm the newbie. I just started playing with them about a year and what, like six months ago, seven months ago? And uh, like coming in, I knew not a single lick of French other than what you learned from like Looney Tunes. But what I've learned is like um, most people make their own interpretations of what we're actually saying. You know, so it doesn't really matter what the actual lyrical content is because most people in America aren't even going to know what the words are. But they can form their own ideas about what it means and how it makes them feel based off of how we are right. feeding it to them. You know, right. so like it's just so it's an interesting thing because it can mean so much more yeah. than right. just the actual lyrical content. Exactly. I mean, that would work for English as well. I mean, exactly. like, there are yeah. so many artists uh, that use language and it's not necessarily about discrete meaning. It's more about like playing with it like an instrument. And so there's some expressions and uh, little turns of phrase that sound better in one language than the other for singing. Yeah. You know, and certain things are more percussive in one language and more mellifluous in another language. And so we mess with that. We just use it as a tool, really, uh, as well as a sort of a. It is something. It is like a cultural thing that we're doing, but it is also <clears> just we play, we love to play with it as a yeah. as a musical color. And, yeah. and, and other artists have you. I mean, you know, David Byrne loves to throw little bits of French into stuff, and like lots of artists will do little things. Uh, nobody, no, virtually no one who listens to Sigur Rós knows anything about this. <laughs> that's, that's like because true. that's not what Sigur Rós is about. Yeah. It's about the beauty of the way. He uses his voice and the way, the way the music flows, uh, flows in this beautiful, smooth way. And you know, like Sam said, it's it's about like the way a language can shape a phrase. So you're given more options as we're used to hearing a certain sort of cadence in English, and French has a slightly different cadence. So it definitely it lends to a different style of uh, a different style and shape of song. So it it. It's another way that it challenges us to write like more innovative music. What I love so much about that, and it kind of touches on something you brought up earlier, specifically about like how um, when it came to forming this band, the idea of just like not being adhered to the instruments that you learned before. And I feel like what's been beautiful with this talk that all you guys have brought up in different facets is that it seems like the most prominent instrument amongst your bands, like the human voice, and utilizing it in that way. Would you guys think that's fair to say? Oh, oh yeah, you, totally. you just yeah. hit it on the head, man. You're that's good at awesome. This. Yeah. <laughs> we do tend to be all over the place. Yeah, I've always tried to figure out um, what the singular voice is that tends to go through all the songs, like you just said. And I think, yeah, like the the communal vocal aspect of it is probably the thing that ties the room together, really. Uh, yeah. I think. I don't know. I hadn't really thought of it like that, but uh, sometimes, you know, uh, you worry. It's like, you write a song, does it sound like us? And it's like, well, I don't know, it doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> I, well, I feel like what's really hit home for me, uh, from seeing you live, hearing your songs recorded, and then talk, sitting here talking to you, is I feel it's incredible, because when I was at Prospect Park, I saw all your instruments on stage. What blew me away is the fact that you have all these different sounds going on. But as this talk's kind of evoked, it's like there's still so much of that human voice being utilized, and that's quite a nice contrast to have going on. Like that's a really yeah. beautiful. Yeah, thing. I think the original idea when we formed the band was like, what, what when music 
first started, like music, entire the entirety of music, in like caves. in caves. In what was caves. it? <laughs> Voices and like banging on stuff, right? Yeah. So that was the that's why it was the original concept. And if you just go back to that, if if we always just think, okay, let's if anything we can go back to that, then we always can write something, you know. Yeah, I'm really glad I got to chat with you guys today. Um, before I get, let you go, uh, we talked a bit before about like how you're here, of course, open for Tank and the Bangas. And I was reading up upon both of you guys. Uh, it was really cool to see that you guys do have like a bit of a history of knowing each other. I guess with that proximity of New Orleans, can you guys talk about that a little bit and just like what's it like to be? I mean, what is it? this is? Yeah, I mean, this is probably as far as you could go with in America from New Orleans, from Louisiana. Yeah. So what's like being here with a band you guys know very well? We've it's been home. knowing them for years, yeah. and we've loved them for years. And too. we're getting to know them better yeah. away from home, right. which is interesting. But it's just like, you know, in, in the New Orleans music scene, uh, especially if you're playing like non traditional music, you know, we all tend to know each other pretty well. And so this is just a great opportunity for us to collaborate, and, and we're really grateful for this opportunity. And so we're really, really getting to know each other better on the road. So it's fun. And it's also like, you, you see, uh, you know, it's it's amazing for us to see Tank and the Bang is actually getting the attention that we've always thought that they deserved. And I mean, we were, you know, they were opening for us in New Orleans at 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 local at small local clubs while we weren't much of anything and they weren't much of anything. And you know, I would we'd see 50 people in the audience for them, and it's incredible to go to to go out and see 500. And see, you know, and see a thousand in these places that we're going. I mean, everywhere they go, they sell. Well, it's <clears throat> it's in, it's incredible, but it's also not uh, surprising no. at all. No. We like seriously we from win. the first show we saw, we were like, they're famous. Yeah. Like, they're the best. <laughs> they're the best. That is the most famous band I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> like that's awesome. And, we, and, we've always said that. And that was like three years ago. Yeah. Like, that was a long time ago. We, like we both became we both became bands basically around the same time. Yeah. Like, what was that? Was it around 2010, 11, or uh, like uh, 12. 12. Or yeah. And like oh. both both playing in like 50 person bars. Yeah. Uh, just chilling out, you know, like somebody gets on the tiny stage, you play, and then we get on the stage and we play, and, or whatever. Yeah. And, and it, I mean, it's fun because uh, we've been through iterations in our band. We've had different setups, we have different casts and crew, and, and different arrangements. They've done the exact same thing, so we've kind of we've been able to grow with them, and, and vice versa. We've been able to see each other evolve, um, and so it's amazing to be where we are today, sharing space with them. Uh, they are, um, you know, very very nice and wonderful people so yeah. can't can't wish more uh and than the best you know more for them they're the incredible people and yeah uh, and I, I think uh, i think it's important to say that like in new orleans there is always this like communal feeling um that doesn't really exist anywhere else um you know that it's not comp competitive you know yeah. we, we love each other and um and we and 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 we're able to bring that like <laughs> to other cities that feeling yeah. you know like yeah. of, of community and we just feel really really lucky that we're able to do that i know? love that you touched on that because you know before i do the go i just want to say that i think that is true and when even though you guys were opening for ben lissell at uh, prospect park i did feel that as well like how there were people watching you guys but i had no context for your band and yet like I think to the second or last song, people were just like, oh, fuck. Like, they, they, people were stood up. Like, they were clearly going <laughs> yeah, over, so. that, was, that was really nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm sure yeah, that's yeah. going to happen here again tonight, and I'm looking forward to seeing it. So thanks for taking the time, guys. Thank you so much.